guys, I am back and we are continuing with part two of working through anxiety. Um, and I'm going to continue sharing with you some things that really helped me and my family um, when we were working through um, anxiety and depression issues and OCD with my son. Um, and I hope that these will be helpful for you. Please adjust and tweak to suit your family. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at help at quirkycooking.com.au and check out the links below for ideas on um, a healing, healthy diet that will help with mental health and also with ideas for detoxing the home, having clean water, all these things that we talked about in the first podcast. Um, I've added the links below this one also. So we will get back into the list of things that I've written down that have really helped us in working through anxiety. Practice gratitude, another one that is very well written about and we all know that it's important. Um, so maybe some practical ways to do this. Um, it's easy enough to say practice gratitude, but what's some practical ways? So for instance, when I first wake up in the morning, I try to lay in bed for a few minutes and think through what I'm grateful for, or I'll do it just before I go to sleep. I'll say, okay, I have to think of six things I'm grateful for before I'm allowed to go to sleep. And quite often I'll fall asleep before I finish because it's, it's quite relaxing um, to think through the things that you're grateful for. But it's a really lovely way to start the day as well. So um, whatever works for you. And, and it may only be things like my comfortable bed, um, my silk pillowcase. I got a silk pillowcase recently and I love it. Um, my veggie garden that I can see from my bed, the birds singing early in the morning, the sunshine when we see it, we haven't seen it much lately, um, <laughs> the rain, <laughs> good food to eat, hug from a child, you know, the simple pleasures that make life beautiful. And so later when I'm journaling, I may write some of these things down. Um, sometimes what I'll do is take photos of things that I'm really grateful for so that I can keep that memory um, and maybe add them to an album on your phone, your gratitude album. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of ways, of, there's a lot of um, gratitude journals and things like that if you, if you like to write things down. But just learning to look for little sparks of beauty and joy in your everyday life will really surprise you when you start to see how much there is and that really helps to reduce stress levels. Take some time out each morning just to breathe. As my mum says, it's important to take some time out to let your soul catch up to your body. My mum always says that and I love that. You know, I love the early mornings when I can get up before everyone else, which is pretty easy these days because I've got older kids. Well, India leaves for work at like, I think she leaves at 6.30. So she's gone and everyone else is still in bed. <laughs> and so I just, I if it's sunny, I go and sit on the front veranda with my, um, my water and my coffee and my journal and get some early morning sunshine and just sometimes I won't even write in my journal for ages. I'll just sit there. It's just so nice. Um, other times I'll curl up on the couch with a blanket and a cuppa because it's cold or it's wet outside and just have some quiet time alone. I will um, spend time in prayer and contemplation and writing in my journal. Um, 
watching the sunrise, listening to the birds. You know, even if it's only 10 or 15 minutes, it does make a big difference because it sets a calmer tone for your morning. You're not just rushing into your day and it is worth getting up earlier for that. Studies have proven what many of us have experienced personally, that prayer and meditation reduces stress and actually helps with healing. The simple practice of slowing down your breathing sends a message to your brain to relax and deep breathing stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, which promotes a state of calmness, which increases the flow of oxygen to your brain and dissipates cortisol, the stress hormone. So when you take time to just sit, look at the scenery, look at the leaves in the trees, listen to the birds, um, just take time to breathe, have a cuppa outdoors, you know, just something simple. Um, it does help you to experience more peace and gratitude and your attitude is improved, your mood is improved and it calms down the busy brain and results in less anxiety. So whatever way that you want to do it, uh, mindfulness and contemplation, make it a priority to include in your day, even if it's only 10 minutes and take some time to let your soul catch up with your body. Another thing that I find really helpful is journaling and the magical brain dump. So probably you've heard me talk about brain dump. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a really calming practice. It doesn't sound amazing, but it's, it's very calming and I love to include that in my day, especially when I'm feeling overwhelmed. So I prefer to write in the mornings before I get distracted by the busyness of the day or sometimes in the evening before I go to bed, I'll sit up in bed and just um, do a bit of journaling or write out my to-do list for the next day um, and then I feel like I can start my day with my head being less full and jumbled um, and I can sort out those things that have been going around and around in my mind causing me to feel anxious. So there's two main ways that I use my journal. One is for actually journaling, so thoughts, creative writing, um, recording what's happening in my life at the moment. And the other is for things like to-do lists and brain dumps and goals, um, things like that. So I keep everything in the same journal and I just put a date at the top of the page and I just write. So sometimes it will be thoughts and quotes and poetry and sometimes it will be to-do lists and brain dumps and plans for the day and it's all in one place. Um, and I really like to do it that way, but you might like to have two separate journals. It's up to you. So sometimes, um, yeah, in the morning I'll wake up and I've got that really jumbled thinking and I'm just, all I can think of is I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Oh no, I forgot to do that. I haven't paid that bill and I've got to go here and I've got to go there. And that's when the brain dump really helps because you just write down all of the things that are on your, on your mind in no specific order, just list them get them out of your head and onto paper. And then later I sort through what I've written down and I work out what actually needs to be done and what I can postpone and what I can delegate to others. And then I write a short list that's my to-do list for the day's priorities. Um, the rest is there. I won't forget about it. And I can you know, delegate different things. I can add them to different days to-do lists, but it's not gonna all get done in one day and it's all written down so I don't forget it. So it's amazing how that simple practice can really reduce stress. 
Um, and it can also prompt creativity. If you're writing down your thoughts and journaling, um, it really boosts creativity, which is another antidote to anxiety and stress. Um, if you haven't read the book, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, that's a good one to read on journaling to boost creativity. Planning. Another thing that I find so helpful on anxious, stressful days is planning for the day ahead. My most stressful days often start with jumping out of bed and dashing crazily into the day without taking time to sit down and think it through and have some quiet time and plan and think through my priorities before I start my work. So like I mentioned before, making a list, doing a brain dump early in the day and then sorting it into a plan for the day really helps. Um, and I also like to have a flexible plan for meals because that way I'm not stressed at the end of the day when I get home from the office and I'm like, there's nothing to eat and I haven't been to the grocery store and I have no idea what we're gonna have. Um, that's a good way to end up eating takeaway a lot which I don't like to do. So I try to plan ahead, have meat out of the freezer if I need to the night before, um, get the grocery shopping done for the week so that I've got everything I need and also delegate tasks to other family members. Um, so if I know I'm not gonna be home in time, I'll ask one of the girls, can you please get the roast in the oven? Or on Wednesday night, it's Simi's turn to cook. Um, you know, whoever's turn it is to help, I just let them know what they need to do or we figure it out together and then it's planned ahead and it's not stressful. Planning is important to do the night before as well for meals because a lot of things have to be thought out or you need to soak beans or rice or something so it's good to have a look at your plan the night before and just go what's happening tomorrow, what's on the meal plan tomorrow and then you'll be a step ahead and it won't all feel urgent in the morning. <laughs> what lights you up? I need to mention creativity, hobbies, um, music, things that are something that makes us happy. So if there's something that you love doing but you've neglected it for a long time, maybe the kids came along and you got too busy or maybe um, you, you know sort of got a bit slack and your fitness levels are down so you haven't played sport for a while um, whatever it is that in the past made you feel really happy and motivated and excited to get out there and or maybe took your mind off things for a while like painting and music does um, studies have really shown that keeping your hands busy with something you love something that results in a reward so artwork knitting baking um, learning a beautiful piece of music. This actually changes our brain neurochemistry just like a drug can and gives us a sense of well-being. So, um, you know, things like sports and exercise can really increase endorphins in the brain and give a positive feeling as well. Um, but if you, if you do something that results in a reward that's physical, um, it's such a great, it's such a great mood booster you've got something out of it at the end. But then again, with sport and fitness, you have a fitter body, which is also very um, good for your mood. <laughs> so try learning a musical instrument or picking up one that you used to play or singing lessons or veggie gardening or flower gardening or knitting, sewing, crochet, um, painting, writing poetry, writing short stories. 
taking an art class or a cooking class, get into running again or sports that you used to love. Find something that you really enjoy that can take your mind off anxiety for a while. Again, I'm not talking about avoidance, I'm talking about um, calming down your mind and making you happy, something that makes you happy. Um, I think with the whole avoidance thing, I think it's really important to take time off from the stress, just some time that's just for you. So you actually, like leaving the house is good. When you leave the house and go to a lesson or go for a bike ride or go for a swim at the lake or go out with friends for a bit, it just boosts your mood and it makes you feel like um, you've had a break from the stress, whatever the stress is. Um, during my most anxious times, I found that drawing and painting with a friend really helped and I would completely zone out and I would be in my happy place um, and my mind would get a rest because I was zoned out. And that helped me to heal because I had times of rest. So again, rest is so important. Um, and then I would have something at the end of it that I was proud of, something that I'd achieved and that helped. Um, and I also could use it to bring other people joy, which really helps when you're feeling down. Um, I did a lot of bike riding and I did Pilates and baking, <laughs> baking therapy. And all of those things really helped. Okay, so rest. Let's talk a bit more about rest because I've touched on it a few times that we haven't really discussed it. It's important when you're really down and anxious and maybe unwell to rest without resentment. Listen to your body. If it needs rest, just let go of the busyness. It can wait and go rest. Um, it's, in, it's especially important if you are struggling with adrenal fatigue or chronic fatigue, if you're on the edge of burnout, you must rest because you are only gonna make things worse if you don't stop and rest. Um, if you're working through um, a healing diet and you've got health issues and you're detoxing or you're healing from illness or surgery, rest is super important. Don't feel guilty about taking an afternoon nap or going to bed early or eating your breakfast in bed. Remind yourself that almost nothing on your to-do list is completely urgent, is really urgent. Most of it can wait. What's most important is getting your health back on track and getting your strength and mental health um, back up and really improving your immune system. That's what's most important. So sometimes just having a 30 minute nap in the afternoon is all you need. Completely switching off, no phone on. <laughs> um, or um, it may just be five or 10 minutes outdoors, like I said earlier, feet in, bare feet in the grass, cup of tea, watch the clouds and the trees. Um, maybe that's all you need. Or maybe you need to get to bed an hour or two earlier. I know when, um, when I've been unwell and anxious, I've had to go to bed at seven or eight instead of nine or 10. And that's totally okay. And it won't be forever. Um, when your body has regained strength and you're doing well with your health, you'll find you don't need as much sleep. And um, it's just, if your body is screaming for sleep, don't ignore it. Um, have you heard of the sleep window? If you get to a stage in the evening where you just feel like you're really crashing, go to bed. 
yes, you can push through it and get a second wind and stay up till 10 or 11, but that's not going to help your adrenals. You need to go to bed when you have that feeling of tiredness, that's called the sleep window and you'll sleep a lot better. Um, I know if you've got little kids that can be super hard. So work on getting them to bed early too. All right, so we used to do things like if we were having a really anxious day, we would take a blanket and go outside in the afternoon when I had little kids and we would take books and pillows and cushions and we would just lay on the blanket outdoors in the shade of the trees and rest and read and just everybody had to just rest. So even if you can't go to sleep in the afternoon, if you've got little kids, something like that can just help to calm everything down and switch off a bit. I also think it's really important to block out the online noise. Um, if you're in groups or communities where there's a lot of debate and argument, or maybe online friends are causing you stress, or maybe you're on pages where people are constantly posting stuff that's stressing you out, um, maybe about the world situation or um, politics or whatever, and it's making you feel like worked up and you can't stop thinking about it and you're always talking about it and you can't just let it go, then you probably need to mute those friends and pages for a while and just block out some noise and get some rest from that and even go off social media for a bit if you need to. But I just find um, like there are pages that are positive and helpful and encouraging and you can, you can read through their posts without feeling stressed and you can go, oh, that's a good idea and you can find a good recipe. Hopefully my page is one of those. <laughs> or you can find some tips for um, you know, reducing stress or you can find some beautiful artwork or cute dog videos or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing in moderation is fine. But if you're finding that every time you turn on your phone, you're, you're going straight to the news or you're going to the pages that really hype up all the things that are going on in the world and it's stressing you out and making you anxious, then you probably need to stop that for a while, um, slow it down at least and just block out the noise for a while because if you're really anxious, that's gonna make things worse. Um, I think another thing that can really make us anxious online is seeing people's lives that look perfect and feeling like you don't have that. You've gotta remember that nobody's lives are perfect. Everybody goes through anxiety in the background out of camera is a messy house, most likely, um, unless it's staged home decor. Um, most people have messy lives. They only show a small part of that on social media because otherwise we'd be all completely overwhelmed if we all looked at each other's messes and anxieties and struggles. Um, so we don't post it as much as, you know, we post the good things. And I do try to share a bit of both um, I'm pretty open about the fact that I make a lot of fails in the kitchen. I don't always have perfect recipes. <laughs> um, I don't always have 
perfect life. I'm definitely not. Um, as I've told you all through this podcast, I've struggled with anxiety all my life. So, you know, just remember that when you see someone online that looks like they've got it all together and looks like everything's perfect, that's a very small amount of what is truly going on in their life. Um, but if they're making you feel resentful or feel like a failure, then it's probably time to unfollow that person. All right. So, yeah, I think we know about the importance of mental health with social media and it's important not to be on there all the time and it's important to um, yeah avoid the drama and the um, negativity as much as possible we've got enough in our own lives don't we all right so uh i didn't really sorry i didn't really talk about sleep when i talked about rest so i'll just quickly touch on that um, getting enough sleep so we need to be switching off earlier at night sometimes all the computers and phones and all of that kind of stuff but if you need to be on a computer or phone at night you can use FLUX and that will make your screen yellow on your computer laptop iPad phone um, so that you can look at it at night without it having that blue light because blue light will wake up your brain and you don't want that before you go to bed. You can also use blue light blocker glasses. Um, I am not perfect at switching off at night, keeping it real, last point, <laughs> um, but I'm a lot better than I was. I used to work until 11 midnight on the computer because that's the only time I could really get my writing done for the blog. Um, so nowadays I just don't do as much. Um, if I don't get it done in the day, then that's too bad. Um, and that's why sometimes I don't have podcasts or blog posts ready because I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but I need my rest and I didn't get it done. So I'm not going to stay up till midnight doing it <laughs> older and wiser now. Um, but yeah, at night, it's a really good idea to take some time to do something that's quietly creative um, or that's like a gentle movement so things like stretching exercises going for a walk after dinner going for a night swim we love going well I haven't done it for a while but we used to go for night swims quite often at the lake in the summer um, sitting around a fire like a fire pit um, with cuppers and have a chat do some gentle um, oh, I said stretching exercises sorry drawing journaling writing, um, painting, coloring in, um, playing musical instruments quietly, not like boom, 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 drums, like really loud, or I suppose you could do it quietly, <laughs> but something that's calming, not hyping you up. Um, put some essential oils on in the diffuser and light some candles instead of having all the big lights on in the house. Listen to music, or just hop in bed early with a book and turn out the light by 9 p.m. 9.30 p.m. or something, you know, just make your evenings a calm time that's relaxing. Um, creativity is great as long as it's not hyping you up, but more the creativity that's gentle and calming. So yeah, all of those things I find really helpful for a quiet evening. And you know, evenings should really be a time to switch off and relax and to prepare yourself and your family for sleep. And if your mind is buzzing with all the things you didn't get done and you need to do tomorrow, write them down, brain dump in your journal, put it aside now, you don't have to think about it. Do something fun 
enjoyable read a book or whatever um so calming your evenings and going to bed a bit earlier which means you may need to also um, get up a little bit earlier which is also a good thing for um, anxiety getting jumping out of bed as soon as you wake up and getting moving doing a bit of exercise and movement sitting in the sunshine with your cuppa start your day early um, I find that works really well for reducing anxiety. Morning seems to be my time for worrying. So if I'm going to lay in bed, I'm probably going to lay there and worry, or I'm going to avoid the worry by scrolling on Instagram. Neither of them are a great option for first thing in the morning. So I try to do the five, four, three, two, one method of getting out of bed. Like I just lay there, do my um, gratitude practice, and then go five, four, three, two, one, and I have to jump up. And then, um, yeah, just start into your day, get your cuppa, whatever you do in the morning, go for a walk or whatever, sit down and journal. And um, don't sit there and mull over everything in bed because it'll make it harder to get up. One last point, I'm finally at the end. Sorry this took so long. Accept where you are today and begin there. So a big part of healing is learning to be gentle with yourself, letting go of expectations of where you think you should be and accepting that when you are dealing with chronic illness or chronic anxiety, it takes time to heal and that's okay. Um, just let go of the whole, I have to do everything at once starting on Monday idea. And every day work on things that are little changes but make it um, something that you always focus on that every day, every moment, every minute is a new beginning. You don't have to try and do everything starting on a Monday and if you fail, you have to wait until the next Monday. <laughs> um, every, every day, every hour, every minute is a new opportunity to make better decisions and to make those small changes that will add up to a healthier, happier you. So work on those small changes and work on those practices that help your body and mind to be healthier and happier and a little more looked after, a little more relaxed each day. You're doing what you can. You're walking in the light of the knowledge that you have and you're making changes as your energy allows and being open and receptive to learning new things and new ways of doing things and that is enough. Don't judge yourself harshly and compare yourself to some imaginary ideal. Accept yourself as you are. Know that you're important. Know that you're loved and precious and part of a bigger plan and keep taking those small, gentle, loving steps forward as you can manage them. I hope that helps you to work through um, anxiety. I know the things that help to calm anxiety are going to vary for everyone. So just keep doing the things that you find helpful. And remember, you're not alone. And when you're feeling down, it's important to reach out to someone who understands. Um, we're all here to help each other. So don't be afraid to ask if you need some support. I wish you all the best on your healing journey. And take care of yourself. Lots of love. Bye.